Hi, this is NFL Network's Patrick Claibon welcoming you to another episode of the 4th and Out podcast. It's the best podcast. Well, yeah, I'll say it. It's the best podcast in the world because you are listening to it right now. It's in your ears and you hear me and I'm telling you it's the best. You could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to the 4th and Out because, well... The universe has decided to give you this, this opportunity to hear a fantastic podcast. So continue on the path that life is set you and enjoy the fourth and out podcast. Hello and welcome to an episode of the fourth and out podcast with me, George Evans. Joining me, they're back. The boys are back in town. Uh, Liam Whiting. Liam, how are you? The three amigos are back. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, it's nice to be back and talk some football. Um, uh, hopefully we can predict better than a bot so let's see what happens yeah true that how was your little trip to uh, Switzerland yeah it was really good thanks uh, it's nice to go back to the continent have a few beers and I did eat some chocolate but I didn't have any Swiss cheese no well that's... wait you wait you didn't have Swiss cheese when you're out there no nah. the going yeah I might as well just go back now mightn't I uh, please do mate please do um <laughs> a guy I don't want to go back just yet Ollie Broom Ollie how are you very well thank you my friend nice to see you Good man, nice to see you as well. It feels like a long two weeks. It's always a long two weeks in the NFL though because stuff changes so quickly. Um, so obviously previous to this, we've been doing um, shows for a review show and a preview show uh, each week. We're going to condense that this week into one show, looking at notable games from week three and then looking ahead to notable games in week four. Um, all right, so a lot of action in the NFL again last week. Um it feels like, I don't know about you, Liam, but it feels like three weeks have absolutely sped by. It really has. We'll, we'll be in week six before we know it, won't we? Like, it just goes so quick. You wait for months and now we're almost in full gear, aren't we? It is crazy. I mean, yeah, because you think we're recording on Wednesday. We've got another game tomorrow night to enter week four. I mean, it's great, but it just feels like in three months' time, it could be over for, for some of our teams. But we can get into that later in the I season. Mean, sooner than that, I would say. Yeah, I think that's sadly very true. All right, Olivia, Olivia's not on the show. You don't need to be hard. No, exactly. I, don't, I wasn't going to bring up her jets, but you know things things aren't going well. But um, yeah, let's get into some of the week three action and look at the uh, notable games. So the one I wanted to start with, um, Ollie, the Kansas City Chiefs twenty four, the LA Chargers thirty. Um, so the Chiefs go to one and two for the first time since twenty fifteen. The Chargers played really well in this game. Justin Herbert was, you know, lights out through four touchdowns, uh, no picks. But what I want to talk about here is is Kansas City. And is there a reason to be worried if you're a Chiefs fan? Um, I don't think so necessarily. Um, I think teams are just raising their game against them. It's sort of a, a bit like, not necessarily your Man City these days, but back in the day, teams raised their games at Old Trafford or when they went to play Arsenal. They give sort of 5% more. And I think that's what we're seeing with the Chiefs. Um, yeah, they're there to be shot at. Yeah, I, I guess that. And the offence looks fine. For me, the area of concern is that defence. It just it just can't seem to stop anyone at the moment. You look at the Chargers, put up 30 points. You look at the Ravens before that, put up 36 points. Um, they just seem to me that they're kind of lost without their big playmakers. I know Tyron Matthews has been playing very well. But what do you make of it, Liam? What did you make of the game? Well, 
Uh, the thing is that I agree with Ollie said, but they're not going to win every game of the season. They're going to lose a couple. So I think this will be one of two or three. So, but fair play to Herbert, who we've bigged up for how many weeks, months now, and he had an absolutely outstanding game. Like, I honestly thought that last drive, when they scored and then the ball went back to Kansas, I thought they were going to go and win the game. I thought if they lose, he's done a hell of an effort, regardless. Yeah, he's been so good throughout the first three weeks. And look, we all know my feelings on the Chargers. I love the Chargers. I think they're a, they're a great football team. And to me, this found like it felt like a, a proper statement win for them, um, especially after the game against uh, Dallas, Ollie, where they made you know mistakes that cost them touchdowns in a game that, they should have won. And LA Chargers in the seasons previous to this would have probably found a way to lose this game. But I think this is a real nice building block for them in a competitive division. Yeah. I think the most impressive thing is that they won despite making mistakes. They they made a lot of mistakes against Dallas. And that did carry on here to a certain extent, but they still got the victory. Um, You know, even like for the winning touchdown, they got pushed back to fourth and nine um, and still went for it. That's always like confidence is just flowing there. So, yeah, impressive to win despite all those mistakes they're still making. Yeah, and it gives them a real leg up in that AFC West, which is turning into a, a cracking division. I mean, the Chiefs are bottom, which is, you know, if you're, if you were yeah, anyone called in the NFL, no, yeah, nobody would have called that. I mean, you know, we don't call things brilliantly sometimes, but nobody in the NFL would have called that. Um, is that a, uh, a segue to the Raiders? It was, yeah, it was It was definitely getting to that point. Sorry, Liam, did you want to say something? Well, I was just going to say, they might be bottom, but there's still a lot of football games to play, and I don't see this happening for many more weeks. No, and I agree. You, it's, just, it's just something to look at, isn't it? It is it's but interesting. Do you think the, uh, the Chargers are a proper division contenders, if they weren't before? Yes. I, I, think, I think we all sort of said it, but I think they've sort of actually backed it up on the pitch, and I think if they can do this postseason, I think a lot of teams should be worried about them. I don't think there's any case to say that all four of these teams aren't division contenders. You know, if you look at Denver Broncos 3-0, I know they've not played the best teams, but you've still got to beat who's in front of you. And then you look at the Raiders 3-0. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't see why if I was any one of those teams, I wouldn't be thinking that I could win this division. But the Broncos, though, they're, maybe they're beating easier teams, but that might put their confidence up when they play better teams and they might actually be able to beat some more better teams if that makes sense yeah it does I mean as I say you can only beat who's in front of you and they, they're beating them all you know comprehensively I mean you know a blowout win against the Jets 26-0 I mean you can't get much more definitive than that you can't um, complain so yeah I, I look at this AFC West division I think there's some there's four four pretty good teams here but yeah I will do a segue on to um, the Las Vegas Raiders who won another ridiculously good game against the Miami Dolphins, 31-28, an overtime win. And um, I'll tell you what, Liam, this, this Derek Carr bloke, he looks all right. We, um, we've never really slated him too much, have we? No, not too much. Only in the last six months, I think, and this entire Raiders organisation. I, I see, I've always thought he's an all right quarterback. I feel like it's just the team around him that's not been great. Um, is it Miami's backup QB? Like, what, what's their issue, do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, Miami, to, to be fair to Jacoby Brissett, he played quite well in this game. You know, he didn't give away the ball, which is, you know, important. I don't think Miami's situation is going to improve until Tua comes back. And even then, you, you're not too sure. But if I'm just looking at the stat line for Derek Carr in this game, I'm looking at 
26 uh, completed to 43 attempts, 386 yards, two touchdowns and one interceptions. And then he's just spreading the ball around to so many different receivers. There's nine receivers that, that caught at least one pass in this game. It seems to me, Ollie, that he's just found a way to work with this this offence and it's all clicking. Yeah, clicking is right. It just all fell into place for him and he's having a great time so far. Um, and good to see as well. I mean, we were completely wrong. <laughs> Better than nothing any of us expected. Completely wrong. Absolutely completely wrong. And I'll hold my hands up. Um, the offensive line who, you know, you looked at when um, they got rid of all those star players in, in the off-season is playing really well. I mean... If you're a team and Peyton Barber's getting 111 yards on 23 carries, you know you're doing something right offensively. Um, I think uh, like the way they came back from 14 points down, though, that shows a lot of character as well. You know, they're not they're not really steamrolling teams out of the way, but you know they're grinding out the wins. Well, that's exactly what they did with with the Ravens. You know, these overtime games go one or two ways. And the Raiders are finding well. That's that's two times this season they've they found a way to win them, and it's such an important thing to do. And you're right. I mean, it's like John Gruden has has got them to a point now where we all thought the Raiders would be a couple of years ago, but he's kind of proved us completely wrong, hasn't he, Liam? Let's see how the season pans out. There's only a few games. Let's let's wait and see. All right, you pessimist. But yeah, um, let's have a word on Miami because. We all had, well, I certainly did, had high hopes for this team. And um, obviously, me and Ollie were off to see them uh, in a few weeks' time. Liam is still yet to be decided. But, um, yeah, Ollie, I don't know what to make of this this Miami team. They put up a good fight in this game, and the defence will keep them in, in a lot of games as well. But I can't see them being the team that we thought they would be. No, I think 11 wins probably a bit of a stretch for them, unfortunately. Um we did sort of say we weren't really sure what their ceiling would be and whether they could improve on last season. And obviously you can't legislate for like quarterback injury or whatever. But yeah, not too sure where they're headed. Sort of middle of the road, I think. Yeah, I think that very much might be the case. All right, let's move on to what was probably the game of the week, or certainly on paper anyway. Um, the LA Rams 34, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 24. Uh, Liam, this is a statement win for the LA Rams. I don't think many people saw this result coming, did they? No. Um, to me, this is not only Matthew Stafford saying, I'm here, pretty much, but also the LA Rams saying, yeah, we're the best team in football. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, yeah, really amazing on both. Um, Brady's close to breaking the NFL yardage. So, or I don't know if he's broke it already, which is incredible for his age. He's a he's a hundred yards off, and he plays the Patriots next. You can't make oh. it up, can you? I which mean, is just I mean, he incredible. probably has done it that way. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, he probably has done it so that you know what he's like. I mean, Tom Brady in this game, he played incredible football: four hundred thirty-two yards and a touchdown off fifty-five attempts. I mean, that shows you exactly where the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers were going with this game. They only run the ball 12 times. But this LA defence, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Aaron Donald, is full of you know complete studs. And they found a way to just shut them down when they needed to shut them down. And on the other side of the ball, Ollie, Tampa Bay now have the, the worst rated pass defence in the entire league. And that's going to be a huge problem. Yeah, pretty surprising. Bear in mind they... It was a well-known fact they brought back all their starters from the Super Bowl when they absolutely dismantled the Chiefs. 
Um, and yeah, pretty surprisingly, like they, they can be got at. It's well, the, bu- to see. the Bucks have got a few injuries, so let's 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 see. Maybe this is an off week for them in inverted commas. But if you're giving up, I mean, no, it's not good at season, all. No, no, at least once a season you see a Deshaun Jackson game, but three receptions, 120 yards and one touchdown. I mean, it's always good to see that one Deshaun Jackson game a season where this happens. But the guy I want to talk about is Cooper Cup because this guy's just blowing up. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous what he's doing. Like, just in this game alone, nine receptions, 96 yards, two touchdowns. But I think he's averaging 130 yards a game, uh, at least a touchdown a game. This Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup connection is probably the hottest one in the NFL right now, Ollie. Yeah, and it's only week three. <laughs> They've got time to do even better, which is scary for the the rest of the league. Yeah, terrifying stuff. But to me, I don't know if you guys agree. I know it's week three, but I think you can get a good idea of where the teams are. The LA Rams are the best team in football. Yeah, top of the power rankings, if that is your sort of thing. Oh, what with a uh, big dad hands who's yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, cheers. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, Dan. Cheers, Dan. Appreciate that. Um all right, let's move to some uh just a couple of more notable things. I guess we can't really not talk about week three without talking about the longest kick in NFL history. Uh Justin Tucker's sixty-six yards bouncing off the crossbar to break Detroit Lions hearts. Um Liam. Have you ever seen anything that is more Lions than this? No, only the Lions would lose like this. Those poor bastards. I think the longest field goal I've seen since I've followed it is probably like 55, 60 yards. But no, I feel so sorry for the Lions. Like was... the, guy, the guy that missed the field goal a couple of years ago, who people have written off, who say he's done, wins in the game. You can't make it up, can you? I think the previous one, I think what made it even worse was that the guy who'd done it before, I think it was Matt Prater at 64 yards, and I think he'd done it for the Lions. So not only did the Lions lose that game on that um, last second 66-yarder, but they also lost that record as well. I mean, uh, it, was, it was incredible. It was incredible. I, I'm That's, not surprised it was in an indoor stadium either. Like, that is... Yeah, that well, does help. I saw Bodge yesterday at work, and he was saying um, they play at Murray friend of the show um my friend and yours plays at they play at mile high on sunday i think or this yeah. weekend anyway and he's like yeah tucker's just gonna take on a 70 yarder just for the fun that's it's impossible <laughs> there's no air that's not gonna happen no but it flies further at mile high that's that's the way it goes that's where matt prater done that 64 yarder so mile high is the only stadium outdoor stadium where you probably can do it because there's no air again I don't think he's going to. I mean, theoretically, if you were up by 14 points late in the fourth quarter, would you just run him out there and give him a go? Yeah, definitely. Why not? I mean, mean, he's he's on a ridiculous streak of completing fourth quarter field goals as well. So he might not want to bring that to an end. No, it's just the way that it went over as well, bouncing off the crossbar. And then, I mean, I don't think enough has been made of how they got to the field goal in the first place. Jackson completing a four for 19. That was an incredible yeah. play, which has sort of been forgotten about because, because of the field goal. Well, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, like, that was from their own 16 as well. That... I mean, quite annoying for me because I needed him to get 14 more rushing yards. Uh, for a bet, I'm guessing. Yes. And 
just just scramble, just get out of the pocket and run. But no, he completed a wicked pass instead. Do you think he'll break? Go on, I was just going to say, do you think he'll break this record then in Denver or at all? I can't see this happening. I can't see it for a number of years. No, I I can't see anyone breaking that for a long, long time. Because, you know, if we flip it, there was someone who tried this week, someone who tried a 68-yarder. I think it was, was it Prater? It was Prater, yeah. It was Prater at the Cardinals, wasn't it? And, uh, I mean, one of the most ridiculous plays I think I've ever seen in the NFL where it falls short. And I can't remember the guy who who takes it to the house, but 109 yards, the longest play in NFL history. So Um, that was live on Red Zone. And I couldn't work out what was happening because the, the way the camera angle was, he was so far back, you couldn't see the posts at the other end. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't immediately obvious that he was lining up for a field goal. And no, that's like, it. What, what is this camera angle? <laughs> but it was such a ridiculous decision by Cliff Kingsbury to take that. I said it at the time on the chat. And yeah. There was some people agree, uh, disagreeing with me. And I was like, it's a ridiculous thing to do. When, you, when you're doing it against the guy who got a, a pump return... TD last week or a kick return TD last week you don't then give him the chance that you're not going to make a 68 yarder and the thing is you're so so far away as well that you're giving him time to pick up speed and by the time you know by the time people are going to tackle him he's got up ahead of steam and you've got linemen out there who've just run down half the pitch which they're not used to doing anyway exactly did you hear the um, I think it was a guy commentating absolutely losing his fucking mind amazing it is incredible. I mean, if you haven't if you haven't seen it, if you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it because one of the most amazing pieces of play calling I think I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, Liam, what do you make of it? You must have loved it as much as the rest of us. I felt really bad for the lines, but it's ridiculous that it happened. It's the way it is, mate. It's football, isn't it? That the is. Lions are uh, a feisty. They're like Look. staying in some games. Look, the Lions, as I said to Bodge last week, the Lions are not the worst team in football. They're not even in the top three worst teams in football. I agree. You know, um, they're a lot better than than we gave them credit for. I'd also like to say that the um, Houston Texans are not in the worst three teams in football either. Which it, we didn't call as the worst team, did we? No, I think I might have said the Lions, actually. But, um, yeah, if you're looking at the worst teams in football, we'll briefly talk about them. Um so you're looking at the Jets, who just look absolutely terrible. Uh, the Giants, who don't look too much better. And then the uh, Jacksonville Jags, who, in my opinion, are probably the worst of the bunch. But yeah, it's a, it's been a tough start for those teams. Ollie, I just want to touch on the Steelers um, quickly, because they're yes. a pretty... I know, mate, I know. <laughs> Talking the worst what, teams in football. Don't worry, I've still got to talk about the Bears, so, uh, you know... Oh, that's the main event, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, the Steelers, it was a tough one against the Bengals. I knew it would be after TJ Watt was was announced as, as not starting. To me, as I said on the last podcast, that was the difference between a Bengals win and a Bengals loss. And in this game, you couldn't get to Joe Burrow. He had no, there was no sacks, barely any pressures. And to me, that was why uh, you lost this game, other than their offense was a lot more competent than, than yours. Yeah, it's sort of a twofold thing. I mean, firstly, they've got a lot of injuries on defence, like Watt, Highsmith, um, among others. And I think that's that's shown that really the defence has carried this team for the last season and a half, maybe. Longer, um, maybe. It's coupled with the fact that the offence is just nothing. There's literally nothing there. No... 
nothing showed that more than I think they were down by 14 maybe late in the fourth quarter and fourth and ten Roethlisberger just threw a screen pass that went for like no yards and got booed and rightfully so because what what is that to me I mean I was looking at the stat line for this game um Najee Harris right I love him I think he's brilliant 14 catches off 19 attempts. 19. He's a running back. That's the most in uh, NFL history, I think. Or something very I mean, I think Roethlisberger is it's officially designated that he's got a pec injury, but there's got to be something else there. Yeah, he's got a brain injury. There's else, <laughs> it just doesn't... I don't think... It's whether, it's whether it's the play calling or whether it's Roethlisberger or whether it's your offensive line that gives him no time. But the guy is just so immobile now. That it, well, you say this. He had the longest rush of the day at five yards. I thought. I thought. I thought the TV was broken. He was moving so slowly. I mean, to me, that just that screams to me that obviously you've still got no running game, even though you've got one of the best rookie running backs, and you're just using him as a pass catcher. I, I don't. I don't understand it. You, you're not going to beat teams, especially in the AFC North, without a competent running game. No, and. It's strange because obviously they went into Buffalo and won and then have lost back-to-back home games against teams you'd probably expect them to be. That result in Buffalo looks mental now, considering yeah. the way the Bills have played since then. Oh, yeah. Um, and it just like goes to show what a good job the defence did on Josh Allen, you know, the way he yeah, played against it. Washington. Um, but as for the Steelers, I mean, tough matchup this weekend against the Packers. Yeah, mate, I've got high hopes. I don't really know the way forward. Um, I think what was week to week when does, is a huge miss. When does Haskins come in? This is what I wanted to ask you. Oh, yeah, I think that's a great question. I, yeah. I think you've got to do it soon because I think you should. Well, I mean, should he have come on against the Bengals? Do you just take Roethlisberger out of the firing line and say, you're not doing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, why not? Him, what, what have you got to lose? I agree. Do you give him the Packers game, then bench him? What do you do? Yeah, do you play him? I see how a half goes, yeah. Because yeah, Haskins half has goes. literally got nothing to lose. Because if you don't no, win, you just say, you're not starting quarterback. It'll give be it really back to Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's the thing as well. But I don't know, like, we said it before the start of the year, this is probably going to be Big, Big Ben's last season, but he's going out with a, a serious win, but you just can't get the ball downfield. You've got no. so many good receivers. It's you know, I know Deontay Johnson wasn't playing in this game, but you've still got so many good receivers. And I don't know, man, I worry for the Steelers now this season because if TJ Watts out for you know even a couple of games, that really does That's affect a big loss. your whole team because you just couldn't. This Bengals offensive line is not good, and you couldn't get to him once. No, and it's it's a knock-on effect. You know, you just got to keep points off the ball because they don't look like they're going to get 20 points and you're just not going to win a game. You're back to relying on your defence from last year, aren't you? Yeah, but you can't ask a defence to to keep the opposition to sort of 10, 15 points every week. No, you can't, but I don't know what you do with the offence. That's the Chicago Bears way of playing football, mate. <laughs> Very sadly. But um, yeah, we'll see. It's, as you say, tough matchup in week four. We'll get onto that... Um, Shortly, Liam, I thought I'd give you some time to talk about the Vikings because I was really impressed with not just Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, but uh, Alexander Madison, who I thought stepped in brilliantly for, for Dalvin Cook and 
your whole team was fantastic. Was seriously impressive performance. That, as Zimmer said, that's the best performance since he's been a coach of the Vikings and I don't think he's wrong. I I thought we were incredible. Um, Cousins can't fault. O-line can't fault. Um, receiving call. Yeah, everyone just played well. I know the game was quite close for a lot of it, but they just didn't seem to be phased by it and they just played really well. Um, I'm just, what, I wanted to know what you two thought about it, obviously, because you were... Because I was just expecting us to lose at the end, like the like the Bengals game. And well, the, other game. the Seahawks didn't score a point in the second half. Yeah, defence. So your defence played lights out. It was fantastic. Griffin Kirk Cousins great was great, yeah. Yeah, to be fair, I don't think I could find any faults with the Vikings. If I was I, I honestly, fan, I'd be pretty happy. I honestly think, like, I know in sport you make your own luck, but I honestly thought we were owed that win after the past few weeks. Like, mm-hmm. we need, we deserved a win and we got one. Yeah, I agree. You, you, you're unlucky not to be free enough. If you look at things, you know, I know that's football and I know that's the way it goes, but, you know, it, it, yeah, good team, played really well. And, you know, you're, you might even, I know it's one game, but you might even push the Packers a little bit more. You're going to push them more than the Bears and the Lions. Well, it got a nice easy game Sunday against the Browns, but we'll come to that later. That'll be a good game, I'll tell you. That will be a good game compared to the others on the the uh, early shift on the uh, do you, red zone. Do you, do you think the Seahawks should be worried then, or do you think that's just a write-off performance sort of thing? Um, I don't know what you think, Ollie, but I'd be pretty worried if I was a Seahawks fan, not scoring any points in in the second half, and also losing a large lead to the Titans before that, um, yeah. and not scoring any points in the fourth quarter. I'd be pretty worried. Sort of similar to last season, they sort of flattered to see. They obviously started last season very well, and then faded, um, and they've almost carried that on into this season. Their offensive is... line sucks. You know, it's terrible. They, their secondary is really poor. Our D, yeah, better, our D, but it's still not good. Our D line you know? played well against them, which says it all, doesn't it? Well, that's it. I mean, they just they just didn't really have anything. And if you're not going to let Russell gripe, Wilson, wasn't it? yeah, that was Wilson's gripe. And he said, look, if you don't sort it, I'm out of here. And I, I don't see any way that he stays around if this carries on. Why would he? Why would he? Why would you? Well, I, I say this to you, right? Look at what Tom Brady's now doing at the Buccaneers. Left, won a Super Bowl. Look at what Stafford's now doing at LA. Put, just playing incredible the, put, football. Put him in the Broncos team. Yeah, well, genuinely, yeah. If you put him in the Broncos team, he'd fly. Look at what Teddy Bridgewater's doing. He's not a star quarterback, but he's doing a seriously good job because he's got a, a top five defence and he's got a very good offensive line. And if you're and Wilson, was, you'd, you'd want another ring. And don't, Do you blame him? You don't at all, do you? I'm in Pittsburgh. Yeah, would, do you, yeah, do you know he what? would fit. He yeah. would fit really well in your system. I'm not just saying this because we're unfortunately mm-hmm. friends, but yeah, I think he would do well. I agree. I, I completely agree. That would be a fantastic fit for him. I'd rather he was in Denver just so Ellis could get some sort of glory because none of us are getting any anytime soon. No, sadly, it's very true. Should we move on to the Bears before we move on to? Uh, um, uh, week four preview. Uh, should I kick? Should I kick this one off? Or I was going to um, say, where where do we start? Where what what, what do we say? Log, I reckon. Yeah. So should yeah. we just let you start talking? I'll go eat and then come back in about half hour. Yeah. No. No. I'll keep it. I'll keep it short. Um, this was one of the worst play calling of football offensive displays I've ever seen. For to have a guy as your quarterback who is known for his mobility and getting outside the pocket and creating plays to have him drop back 20 times and get outside the pocket once 
and have no rollouts or any real play action is disgraceful. To look at a game where at the end of it, you've got 47 yards of total offense. That is 1.1 yard per play. And you've still got your job at the end of it is fucking disgraceful. There was no running game. There was nothing. The only, there was, he got sacked nine times because I to ask he, about this. he used the offensive line as five-man protection. Five-man protection against Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett. It's, it's, who on earth would do that? You'd put at least six people in there and you'd double-team um, Garrett for one and then you concentrate on Clowney and the rest of them. And then he got it, the I, gaps open so he can run through. Exactly. It makes no sense how you couldn't Maneuver one of the quickest and most mobile quarterbacks in the entire NFL outside the pocket and to create plays is nothing short of disgraceful. Matt Nagy, after that game, should have quit as the head coach of the Chicago Bears, and that should be it done. Because, and how he can continue coming out today and saying he might carry on play calling, how how can you continue play calling after that? 1.1 yards is the worst offensive performance in 20 years 47 total yards i can't get over how bad that game was to watch i know you guys have got problems with your teams but seriously we've got in my opinion the worst offense in in football i i've seen some bad vikings games in my time but never the average yards of that it's just a joke because and what what's worst about it is that the defense kept us in this game for three quarters they got five sacks on a good Browns O-line. They kept us in it. They were, they were shutting them down. There was two fourth, fourth down stops. And they must be thinking, what the fuck am I doing this for? You had Nick Foles on the sideline going, this offense is never going to work. That's, that's one of your quarterbacks are saying that about the offense. I mean, Not uh, a good sign at all that your own player is saying that. It is a joke. Um, what do you boys make of it? Well, I only, I didn't get a chance to watch this. I just saw the stats and I, yeah, so I didn't know if how if you were terrible or the Browns were good, but yeah, that is it's quite worrying times for you. So, what do you do this week? Do you think it will be any better? Do you think? No, I mean we're playing against a Lions team who look well, quite frankly, look a lot better offensively than we do, and they're a frisky team. They're a good team. They're they're going to win, want to win this. They're a divisional rival. So does Nagy get fired if you lose against the? He has to. He has to. He should have been fired already. If you lose to the Lions who, no offence to the Lions, are a bit of a joke team. You, you have to go. They're a team that you should be, 100%. You have to go. There is no way you can keep your job and carry on like that. Not when there are so many good offensive uh, OCs or DCs in the league. Look at Eric Bieniemy. How has that guy not got a head coaching job yet? It makes no sense. And people like that. And then we're stuck here with Matt Nagy, who when you look at it and you look at Trubisky, it just kind of thinks, None of this was Trubisky's fault. All right, yeah, he wasn't the best quarterback in the world, but he got stuck in a system that stunk. And he, if he stood in for Josh Allen now, I don't think he'd do a bad job in Buffalo because he's under a proper scheme. Look at Teddy Bridgewater in Dallas. Sorry, not Dallas, Denver. Look at, look at Sam Darnold in Carolina. You know, this is the way these things work. But, um, yeah, Ollie, final thoughts on on this before I... I, I, didn't, I didn't understand it, watching it. Um, I don't know who your number 71 is. But oh, Jason got, Peters, he's 39. He got absolutely pancaked by Garrett. And, you know, Garrett got four and a half sacks in this game. Surely after two two sacks, you, you're going to double-team him and try and keep your quarterback upright. How can you put a 39-year-old left tackle against 
one of the best pass rushers in football. It's fucking nuts. I can't believe how bad it is. It, it's funny. I found I myself just, at half time um, laughing. I'll play you this little clip just to. Uh, Very, very bad. <laughs> Is that a sex education clip? I saw it just before we started recording and I thought I'm just going to steal that. And use That's it. incredible. Yeah, well, it's not wrong. It was fucking Eric, very bad. Eric, summon it up. Man, Big that's up, just... It's, yeah, the only Eric I want to hear from now is Eric Biennemi. Get in touch with the podcast. We need you at uh, Chicago Bears because things are diabolical. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to previewing some of the games uh, in week four before I lose my mind. Um, all right, Liam, let's start with your Vikings. They're playing the Cleveland Browns, which is the Sky Sports game at six o'clock. Um, obviously, both teams coming off a win last week. What do you make of it? I I think this is our toughest game of the season coming up. Um, as you know, I've had all the optimism taken out of me being a Vikings fan, so I expect the worst. Um, I'm not expecting to win this week. Um, but surely if we... that's back after beating the Seahawks. <laughs> Liam says this every week. He never <laughs> expects to win. No, I don't. I honestly expect to lose every week. Yeah. You uh, can't we... have that attitude. I, I won't when, allow it. When you, when no, you I support, can. Wait, when you've supported a team for nearly 20 years and you cheat to lose the NFC Championship game and you break every record and you host the Super Bowl and don't win it, you lose all your optimism. That's gone out the window. Go give up and go and support Tiggy Winkson. <laughs> but for some reason, I still support this team every year. Um, if we, like, in this Browns game, if we can try and play like the Seahawks game, yeah, I think we've got a good chance, but I don't think we'll win. Liam, I reckon you could play the Jets this week and you'd still be finding ways to, to think you're going to lose. Okay, maybe not the Jets. No offence, Olivia, but... But yeah, uh, this, I'd say, well, this will be a stern test for your offensive line, um, which is better than us. But, you know, if you're Miles Garrett coming off nearly five sacks and Jadavion Clowney coming off two sacks, this is going to be, you know, they're going to be if... full, of, full of beans. So I'm going to try and keep it even. So for the Browns, what do you expect for Mayfield in this week? I think Mayfield's played really well um, so far. He, Mayfield's played the way that Mayfield has had to play. You know, he, he's not really needed to be tested that much. And when he played Kansas City week one, he played really well. And it was just unlucky that Mahomes played a little bit better. Um, you know, if I'm Mayfield, I've got Odell Beckham back, who, again, played very well on I'm worried on they're going to smoke our corners. That is what worries me. Yeah, but you've got to look at the game previous and you look at the fact that you kept DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett relatively quiet, who are two of the best receivers in the league. Liam, you've got to be fucking positive, mate. Can I have whatever you're drinking tonight? Can I have a sip of it? It's just the water tonight, I'm afraid, mate. Just the, I can't all have Yazoo like you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Other, yeah. other milkshakes are available. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. We're not sponsored. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, Ollie, what do you make of it? Um, I think if you're if you're the Browns, just keep giving the ball to Nick Chubb. He's mm-hmm. got 262 yards already this season. Um, for those of us who like a bet, he's gone over on his yardage every week. Thank you very much, Nicholas. Um, yeah, I think it just goes to show how important a run game is, which uh, is the opposite of the Steelers. I'll be interested how yeah. I'll be interested how he does against our D line. That'll be an interesting matchup. The, the thing is with uh, Cleveland, you don't just have to worry about um, Nick Chubb, but Kareem Hunt had a massive game. He had a huge game at the weekend. You know, so I, let's face it, Kareem Hunt is a number one back in any other team. 
pretty much every other team that I can think of. He's a, he's a number one back. So the fact they've got that double punch is is really quite impressive. Um, Lim, do you know the status on Dalvin Cook for this one? They reckon he's going to be out, which I think is a big miss for us. But then we did all right last week, so why not carry it on? Yeah, Madison looked really good. Really good last week. He'd done very well for my fantasy team, which sadly lost. But um, yeah, no, he looked, looked pretty good. It's a good game. I'm, I'm quite excited for that one. I think um, it'll be a lot more competitive than, than you're making out, Liam. No, I think it will be really close. I just presume the worst. Yeah, we know, mate. We know. Um, all right, let's move on to another quite tasty game. The Dallas Cowboys against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Panthers 3-0 and the Cowboys 2-1 after um, a defeat to the Bucks in week one. But, you know, that's you can kind of excuse that. Ollie, what are you making of this Panthers team to start with with Sam Darnold? Yeah, they're a good little team, aren't they? Mm. Sneaky good, as we say. Um, yeah, a bit of a test for them this week against the Cowboys. But um, we'll see what they can do. Be good to uh, to see Darnold keep his form going. And uh, see what that Panthers defence can do, because it's been really good so far. Although the link, yeah. they have got a couple of injuries. Uh, just traded for CJ Henderson, is it? Yeah, CJ Henson, and they get AJ Boyer back this week. So that cornerback room has just become very, very good. That defensive line is fantastic. Uh, Brian Burns, especially, is just eating, just eating for fun. I mean, he's having a great time. But um, I'll tell you what I want to highlight. I was watching the highlights of the um, uh, Dallas Eagles game before we came on. The Dallas defense looks fantastic, especially that defensive line of Mika Parsons. Looks so much, so much better than last year. So Which much it, better. It, it couldn't be much worse, but it's really stepped up. They were so impressive in getting after Jalen Hurts, though. I mean, like, Mika Parsons, to me, is already a nail-on candidate for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I, I, think, he was, I think he was our pick. Um, yeah. Oh, he's definitely living up it. to that at the moment. Yeah, that's it. I mean... <laughs> I, I like this Cowboys team. I think they're brilliant. Well, not, maybe not brilliant on both sides of the ball, but offensively, definitely. And if, if that defence can just be above average, uh, Liam, I know you're not a massive fan of America's team, but, you know... Well, I'm not against not them. Hold on. I, I always think Dallas are a good team. It's just, for me, it's injuries is their problem. If they can stay fit all year, which they don't seem to manage, I think they could go to the championship game quite easily. It's just how will injuries and stuff pay out for them. Yeah, you're right. In the last couple of years, they have been um, affected quite largely by by injuries. But I don't know. I, I like them. Zeke looks back. I like to their best chance. As well. I like their chances this year. So do I, especially in that division. Because that division again. I'm thinking further. I'm thinking cool. playoff championship game. I, yeah, I, okay. they'll win the division. I think quite easily. Even yeah, I, I think so. Even without some of the starters, yeah, I think they should win it. Yeah, um, this is. A, I, I think on paper this is a really good game. I think this will be a high-scoring game. I think is this, this at will, six? Yeah, this is at, this is at six. Yeah, like, no offense, but I think I'd have this on Sky over the, well, I, the other game. Well, I think the reason why they've put the Vikings on is because the Cowboys have been on more already, and I'm guessing they have to show so many teams a year. So that's my logic why we're on. Yeah, I think that is it. Um, yeah, no, I think it's probably my my pick of the game. It the probably is the early six game, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we look at the others. There's there's not too much there to talk about. I mean, you've got 
actually ain't got much at all, have you? You got Bears Lions, which I'll be watching on on a separate stream. But other than that, there there really isn't much. Um, all right, let's move into the later slate because there are some cracking games here. We're and spoiled. Two, yeah, two NFC West divisional games. Let's start with the. Uh, where should we start? The 49ers Seahawks. Let's start with this. Um, yeah, so the 49ers coming off a little bit of a heartbreak loss to the Packers. Um, it's kind of a story that's been told many, many times. And then the Seahawks, Ollie, they, they need to get right in this game. They need to bounce back, but I'm not sure the 49ers are the team you want to be facing, looking to avoid another defeat. Um, yeah, quite high on this 49ers team and all their running backs. So we'll see. Um, do you want to see a bit more trade dance? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The way it's going at the moment. No, I think Jimmy G played as Jimmy G plays. He gives you mistakes and he gives you a fantastic, what I thought would have been game-winning drive. He just left uh, 37 seconds on the clock, which uh, Aaron Rodgers found. 30 seconds, 37 seconds. And we didn't talk about this game, but 37 seconds and no timeouts, and they still managed to win the fucking game. Most teams you'd beat, wouldn't you? Anyone but Rodgers or like Brady, you'd win that game easily. Absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, uh, so yeah, if I'm the 49ers, I'm not too worried about that loss, really. That's just Aaron Rodgers being being Aaron Rodgers. But um, yeah, I think they've got a good team. I'd like them to use more of a dual quarterback kind of system and get Trey Lance. Trey Lance evolved a little bit more. You know, I think he's only had two touches this season. They've both gone for touchdowns. But yeah, um, on the other side of the ball, you've got the Seahawks. We've, we spoke about them, obviously, previously, but I think this is a huge game for the Seahawks, Liam, because if you go to one and three, people are going to be asking serious questions about this team. Yeah, isn't it? If you lose first three or four games, your percentage of in the playoffs is like 25% or something. Yeah, especially in this division. I mean, because they've still got to play after this five more division games. Against it's tough. Three yeah, of the best be, teams in it'd football. It'd be hard for them to catch up. And another yeah. sort of another lost season. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, to me, this is a walk-on kind of 49ers win. And then, yeah, that's kind of the way it's going to go. I can't really see this going any other way. I like the way their defence is playing. Nick Bosa's come back from from his injury, looking like the stud we all thought he was going to be. I quite you to. I think the 49ers are a bit sneaky-sneaky this year. They are, yeah. I don't think anyone's really talked about the 49ers too No much. one has. And that's what, if you're a 49ers fan, that's exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. It's probably because you've got Jimmy G as quarterback and nobody thinks of Jimmy G as kind of, you know, that guy, do they? Even when he got to the Super Bowl in 2019, they still don't think of him as that guy. He's just Jimmy G. Yeah. So, and then you look at, who, in my opinion, are two better teams in, well, yeah, no, two better teams in the division with the Rams and the Cardinals. They're just a little bit more high profile, a little bit more, like Kyler Murray's the MVP favourite now, and Matthew Stafford's the second MVP favourite. So, it's crazy how times change, because the 49ers used to be the sexy pick before our time of watching it. <laughs> Look at them now. <laughs> I know, I know. But they're still a very, very good football team. Let's move on to the... The second divisional game in this NFC West, uh, LA Rams, Arizona Cardinals. Man, this is a good game. Um, Stafford against Murray, Hopkins against Ramsey. Um, I, yeah, this is, Liam, this is a fantastic game of football. This is game of the week, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just seeing if this is on Sky, because surely this can't not be. Uh, this has to be on Sky. It is. Yeah, it is. That is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so what... studs all over the pitch in there. 
Yeah, that's it. I mean, can can the Cardinals do what they've been doing against other teams and put up the kind of points against the Rams' defence? You'd argue probably not, but if you're going to be an MVP candidate, this is the game that Kyler Murray's got to come out and, you know, cut out these sloppy interceptions and just be, be Kyler Murray. You know, designed runs, perfect passes, and you've got to find a way to get um, DeAndre Hopkins open against Jalen Murray, uh, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, it's going to be a good matchup. I'm interested how the Cardinals do against a better team, in inverted commas. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. And the Rams as well. So, this could have potential playoff implications already, being an early divisional game. So, I think looking you know, forward to it. The Rams sort of took the scalp of Brady and the, and the Bucks last week. So, if the, the Cardinals want to throw themselves in the mix, they're going to have to go and you got to win. beat the team that beat the team, so to speak. Yeah, this is a real statement game for Arizona. And um, yeah, I think Cliff Kingsbury, when you look at I look at the two coaches in this game. I look at Sean McVay, I look at Cliff Kingsbury. Who do I trust more to win this game? It's Sean McVay. I just don't trust Cliff Kingsbury enough to, to scheme it up to win this game. Um, yeah, as much as I love the Cardinals, I think they're brilliant. And I love Kyler Murray. Uh, I can't see a way that they're walking out of LA with a win here. But I'm happy I to be proved wrong. I'm saying this is I'm saying shootout, and I can't call it who wins. You'd like to say the Rams, but not sure. Well, Ollie's so high on the Rams, and ha- to be fair, Ollie, you've been bang on, mate. I can't not go with the Rams here, but I, I would agree with Liam. I think high scoring, um, a lot of points. Just going to see what the spread is. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd shoot out potentially. Um, Obviously, two defences that have been pretty good so far. But Rams have it by four and a half points, which I'd say is about right. Yeah, do you know what? I'd fancy the Cardinals to cover the spread and I could see it being one by a field goal or something like that. Because, yeah, both of You could see this being like a a 34-31 kind of game. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I do think both teams will put up, if not 30 points, but very close to 30 points. I, I think it's going to the wire. Might be something like a turnover decides it. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling it Jalen Ramsey, MVP in this game, man. I think he's just going to lock down Hopkins and I think he's just going to make... I, that's a huge problem. Hopkins has never really been able to get the better of Jalen Ramsey. Not that many players have. but And then you're looking at the other Arizona wideouts and you're looking at Rondell Moore, first-year rookie, obviously, and then AJ Green, who's not really putting up any kind of numbers. I think that's where this game is won and lost for the for the Cardinals. I, th- I think it could go back to special teams because if k- teams aren't kicking field goals or kicking 66-yard field goals, that could win you or lose you a game. Yeah, true that, man. I'd love to see another one of them. But yeah, classic game. Uh, really, really good. All right, let's talk about it. The, uh, the Tom Wrong Brady reunion Ravens. show. No, no, no. <laughs> the, that shit ain't getting a mention here, mate. Right, I want to talk Brady going back to, uh, to New England because it's Sunday night football. It's... It's huge. It is oh, huge. He's breaking the record, isn't he? It's, it's happening. He's, he's going to break the record. In a way, I'm a little bit gutted he's gone there after a defeat because I'd have enjoyed to see him go there on uh, 3-0. But, um, it is going to be funny to see Bill Belichick's face when they lose, isn't it? It's going to be great. I, do you know what? Yeah, I, I do think the Buccaneers will win this and I, I think they'll win it quite comfortably. But there's going to be a moment between Brady and Belichick 
it might be whether they're talking or whether they're just looking at each other, but there's going to be something. And you've got a feeling it's going to be spoken about for the rest of the NFL this season. Because um, I, don't, I don't think they like each other. No, I, no, I think they've left on sour grapes. Yeah, I, I, I really don't think they... I, I wouldn't be surprised if they speak and they literally just go, good game, nice to see you, bye. And they don't sort of say, how's the kid sort of thing. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Would you think there's got to be a part of Belichick, whether he wants to admit it or not, that thinks... Yeah, I fucked up here. 100%, but he'll never admit it. Yeah, because you look at what Tom Brady's done, and he thought Tom Brady was past it. He, he didn't have to say it to anyone, but the fact that he even got rid of him said that he thought he was past it. Well, fair play to him, because uh, this man has a lot of bollocks on him for <laughs> for saying no one's bigger than your club, so your team, so fair play to him. But been, uh, the thing that interests me the most about this game is obviously he knows Brady really well, and how's the scheme he's going to play to stop him. Because obviously he knows the plays, he knows everything. So that would be quite an interesting match. To me, I don't know what you think, Ollie, but I think Tom Brady is the best quarterback in the NFL at the moment. Uh, Yeah. To to me, I I don't think it's that close either. I wouldn't disagree with you at all. Um, I think you can make arguments for maybe, maybe a form, maybe Stafford. just, Just in this moment. But, yeah, if you want to say Brady, I would not disagree with you at all. 1,400 yards, 10 touchdowns, two interceptions. And he's got so many good playmakers as well. That's it. I I can't see how the Patriots keep up with the Buccaneers in this game because, you know, the Patriots and offence have been so poor. Well, not so – no, that's probably harsh. Not so poor, but they just can't – they won't be able to keep up. No, I think potentially a bit of a a fix-it game for the Bucs' last-ranked defence. Um, and whether that sort of just gives them confidence for the rest of the season. Obviously, I think Jones threw three interceptions on Saturday or Sunday, first of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. A, few, a few more this week, potentially. Yeah, um, I think it's a right, you're right, a real get-right game for, for the Tampa Bay defence, but you, there's just going to be so much hype. I might stay up for this one. Because, I, do you know what? I am going to stay up for this one, actually. Because there's not many games that I thought I'd stay up for that don't involve the Chicago Bears. But Liam, Liam, are you going to stay up for this one? Absolutely not. No. Oh, fucking hell, mate. Of all the people I thought might do it with me. Well, you say yeah. that, but then Sunday night, we'll we'll give our friend Neil Meller a call. And then we'll be like, yeah, I'll stay up. And then I'll, pro- yeah, I'll tell you what, I might stay up just for the record. The problem is I'm, I'm going to end up having too many Taylor Heinekens. They're going to go down too nicely. And then I think it's a great idea at 1.30 in the morning to go to that NFL bar in town and watch this game. And I'll be walking back in at five in the morning. And then you'll be going right? to work. Yeah. And, yeah, but luckily I work from home on Mondays. So uh, it's, it's not too bad. Actually, I shouldn't say this because I have um, uh, talked about this podcast at work and I think a few of them do listen. So, but you drink responsibly, so you're fine. So I wouldn't Yeah, drink responsibly it. and gambleaware.com. <laughs> yeah, you drink your, uh, your Heineken 0%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's good shit, mate. It, <laughs> it. it really isn't. <laughs> no, it's not. It's heinous. It tastes uh, like gone off water. Yes, absolutely. Have you tried? I tried. Um, someone had one. I can't remember where it was. I think I was out somewhere. They had a Guinness, naught percent. Oh, good god. I mean, I've never it had all, it. It is awful. The best non-alcoholic beer I think I've had is Go Ship. I think that's the best one. I've had a nice San Miguel. Yeah, I think. Or was it Estrella? 
it, it might be enough straight actually it was really nice um is this a regular uh, feature now we're rating beers or non-alcoholic beers um yeah why not it's only because as soon as taylor heineken's name gets mentioned by me because i can't say his name properly without saying heineken have you bought the jersey on. have you bought the jersey yet no, with heineken yet. on the back he put an oh, on yeah. the back himself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh dear he went home to get it <laughs> well a bunch of reprobates all right let's finish this up i want to talk about the uh the monday night football game because it's the la chargers and the i was about to say oakland raiders that have been wrong um the las vegas raiders for the division supremacy now this is a game i'd rather yeah. stay up and watch what a matchup we have here yeah go on then talk about it so are the raiders going to be able to do it Another week on Monday Night Football prime time against the Chargers. What, what, what do you both think? I'm saying the Chargers to win this. Hey, well, it's going to be hell of a quarterback shootout, isn't it? It is. I mean, you've got Herbert playing incredible football. You've got Derek Carr playing incredible football. You've got two defences that teams thought, well, well, we both thought that probably weren't going to be as good as they are. Two offensive lines that are pretty good. Um a load of weapons on offense. This could be the highest scoring game of the entire week. And then we're going to be completely wrong and it will just be 10, 14. <laughs> if this, honestly, if the total points in this is less than 40, I'll quit the podcast. Because I, I'm, I'm that sure on it. I don't, I, do you know what? The worst bit is I can hear the people saying, no, George, don't do it. We, all but, of, our, know, all of just, our 10 listeners, Annalise. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're, they're crying out, don't do it, don't do it, don't risk it. But, um, Ollie, what do you make of it? Yeah, good game. Um, I think it'll be safe with 40 points. Um, so yeah, just can the Raiders just keep going? Um, I don't know if I'm a believer yet, so I'd probably pick the Chargers. I think they're better rounded, can we say? I don't, I don't want to do the Raiders dirty, but... Um, You're doing them dirty, mate. Yeah, I'll pick, I'll go with the Chargers and Herbert. I think if anything, you've spurred them on now. Like, could they run a successful paper merchants? Probably not. Like, let's just see what happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> could they do what? I go <laughs> <laughs> and finish the fucking quote. It's so good. I might have to watch that later. Oh, Always yeah, getting office referencing. Let's have a Derek Carr continuing to sling it. Look, let's look at who the Raiders have beat. Ravens, Steelers, and the Dolphins. That's impressive. Yeah, these aren't no mug teams. You know, they're not the Jets, Giants, and the... uh one? The Jaguars. Also, I'd like to point out, the only teams that the Denver Broncos have beaten are the Jags, the Giants, and the Jets. So that's why I'm not giving them any credit. At the yeah, moment. that's, that's a, a, false, a false record somewhat, I think. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I reckon us three could turn up and do do something against at least one of those teams. So that's the only reason I'm slagging off the Broncos at the moment. But yeah, love this game. I think it'll be huge scoring. Um, yeah, I've, I can't start for this one as well. Jesus. I mean, I'll be a mess on Tuesday morning. Shall we start a GoFundMe for you so you can get Game Pass? Yeah, please. Uh, if can, we have a, start, yeah, can we have GoFundMe. a pod Game Pass so then we can all watch it? Yeah, things are desperate. We might have to move on to Patreon. To, no one so wants start, to hear our free podcast content of great conversations. 
No, that's probably true. Um, all right, that's. Um, I think that's it. Um, of uh, Ollie, normally the one with any other business. Have you got any other business? Anything that you've seen on Twitter, maybe? Or uh, anything you want to talk about? Give a shout out to our friends at Coast Analytics on the Twitter machine. Um, friends of the podcast, we shall call them. Um, yeah, they got in touch with some feedback, and we're just gonna give them a shout out. Go look at their Twitter page. They are involved in spread betting. So yeah, give them a look because well, I'm a fan of that. Um, don't know about you two as muggy as me, but there we go. Oh no, I, I love a bit of betting. Um, I can't say I'm good at it, uh, but I I do like trying to cover the spread. So yeah, good stuff. Um, I also want to give a shout out because you know I think I've told you boys that we've reached 20 countries. So you know, thanks to everyone in those 20 countries who's listened. It, it kind of seems pretty nuts, really. Liam, but, did um, you listen last week? No, he didn't. No, he didn't listen last week. That annoyed me. Sorry, I ran out of data in Liechtenstein, but that's a story for another time anyway. Yeah, great. Uh, they know this thing called the internet there. No. I, I, Liam doesn't know how to work it yet. It's only been 20 years. Dear, oh dear. It's all right, Liam. Next time. No, mate, I, ran out, I, ran out of, I ran out of data when I was there. But anyway, that's why I didn't listen. But I'm pleased you checked anyway. Yeah, um, but no, seriously, thank you to everyone who's listened. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please give us five stars on Apple because it helps um, other people find it. And uh, yeah, Liam, anything from you? Just the usual socials. Um, yeah, forth and out. You know, we're on all of the pages and Discord. Don't forget to give us a follow. Yeah, join us and the other three people who are currently on there. I think, Liam, no one's put a message on the Discord chat for at least three months. Oh, is that all? Yeah, so I'm, we're really you, like I'm trying to sell it there. And no, 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 like, yeah, no. Listen to what I'm going to say. Why don't you try and entice the listeners as to what they could be expecting? Maybe I'll start a competition <laughs> or something just to get some people on. <laughs> yeah, go on. Uh, yeah, but what, maybe you have what? to join to find out what you could win. Um, maybe some George's Tyner Heineke's. No, I've got a great idea. So if you want to, if you want to get in touch, Liam is very kindly to donate an hour of his time to. Uh, go on a Zoom call and answer all your questions. So if you want to get in touch and but, uh, chat with Liam for an hour. Liam, don't our, worry, mate. I've got you covered. If our listeners from Chile or Japan, I'll do that for free. I'll just I'll just speak to them anyway. Just slag off the other eight in countries. Fucking <laughs> 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 oh, hell, they're dropping like flies. No, yeah. I had so, to uh, spend an hour with Liam yesterday when I, I saw him in the office. Oh, you poor bastard. If you want to start a GoFundMe page for Ollie, to get counselling after what he's just been through, then uh, at Fourth and Out Pod, and uh, we'll be good to go. But no, seriously, uh, thank you for listening, and thank you, boys, for joining. Liam, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Ollie, thank you. Cheers, mate. Speak to you soon. Cheers, speak to you soon, and thank you all for listening. Bye.